everybody. Welcome to Allie, Aaron, and the Multiverse. We are a podcast currently talking about Star Trek Lower Decks, and we are on episode 8, which is titled... Veritas. Veritas. I'm Aaron. I'm one of your hosts. I'm a big Star Trek nerd. I just finished watching Discovery, which was awesome, so I'm all caught up on that. Really excited about this. My co-host is Allie, who is new to the Star Trek game. And eight episodes in, I think uh, you're finally, you've got this nice breadth of knowledge, so when we watch a movie or something like that, you'll have a better idea of what's going on. Yeah, you know, I think it's definitely a good uh, ease, ease into the Star Trek world, so I'm liking it. Yeah, you've come a long way. You know who the Borg are now? Yep, I mean, for the most part, I probably wouldn't be able to, you know, point them out out of a picture, but... I am aware that they are an alien species now. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. We haven't really encountered them too much just yet, but we'll get to that. Anyways, anyways, this episode, uh, Veritas, was an episode where they were on trial, or at least the commanders were, and we got to sort of see one of those, like, what happened from your point of view things. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, I think it was interesting to see the way that they put it together. So, yeah. Do you want to give us the recap? Sounds good. So, basically, they start off in this dungeon-type thing, and they're freaking out, all four of them, so Rutherford, Mariner, Boimler, and Tendi. And they are freaking out because they have no idea what's going on, and then they get lifted into this dark room with all these people, well, aliens, I guess I should say, um, with all these <laughs> aliens, aliens are and people then... too, Allie. Aliens are people too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they are all just like looking super scary. So it obviously looks like a trial and all of their commanders are in this like beam levitating above the ground. So they think they did something wrong or something's going on, but they have no idea what, like what, they're on trial for mm-hmm. and then this guy uh i forgot his name but he is basically asking each of them like oh what happened on this day what happened on that day and they all give their stories um which we'll get into as we go along and then uh we come to find out that this is not a trial but it is actually a celebration party <laughs> <laughs> so they we're sub- he was trying as if looking back in the episode you can see that he's trying to like egg them on to like say how great the commanders are mm-hmm. but they're not because they think that they're on trial for something bad <laughs> so and they have no idea what's going on so they're just trying to like not get killed by the eels and the gigantic the the like, eels with thing. the I, there was like fire the heated eels something like yeah. that yeah yeah um and so yeah basically it was about this like mission this top secret mission that they went on um to save this guy who was throwing the celebration party but they had no idea what was going on because they're lower decks and yeah and then at the end the commanders and the captain were all like well we'll be more clear from now on and then they started asking all these questions and captain was like nope it's classified you're not getting to know anything you can leave now bye and and mariner was all like good job captain clarity yep that was funny (laughs) 
Yeah, it was uh it was a fun episode. I feel like it had vibes of old Star Trek TNG and they had a lot of references in this one to you know, the original series. There were Gorns, which were the sort of alligator looking dudes. Those are from the original series. Oh, yeah. That's and, the wedding, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. Oh, Gorns, Gorn wedding and he's like, Haha, <laughs> Gorns and then he's like, Oh, still at the Gorn wedding. <laughs> I don't understand that reference, if that's a reference to anything, but... It's it's not the wedding that's the reference, it's just the Gorns in general. They're kind of, like, from the old, the original series, and they look, you know, the, the look of them doesn't really hold up as well. It looks kind of silly, and so they're just one of those things that kind of stuck out. Like, Captain Kirk would fight them, and it was really dramatic, you know, like, big swings and everything, and then, you know, he'd kiss someone at the end or something. Right, right, right. You know, Got all that, okay. that classic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we start out the episode with, like you said, they are hoisted into this chamber and it seems like a trial, but you're right. I, I've watched it mm, three times now and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird how he peppers in a couple of things where he's like, tell me of the wondrous things that they did. And you, you miss that when you first hear it, because he actually says that in the what he's saying to them, but they don't hear it because of the setting, and he's, like, yelling at them, and there's all these people, and he's like, isn't he, like, banging a skull gavel or something? Like, it's all sort something, of, like... Something, yeah. Yeah, it's very dramatic, and they're freaked out because they don't know what's going on, and we get Beckett, who is up first, telling us what's going on, or what happened on Stardate, whatever it was. Yeah. So she basically goes and says that they were working on the repair for a shuttle or something. Mm-hmm. And Rutherford had messed with the sound like system or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that if there was a red alert, it would be super loud in the area that they were in. But of course, he messed it up and there was no sound. And Tendi had to like go pee or whatever. And she, I don't know why I put that in air quotes. Anyway. <laughs> Tendi had to go pee and then she comes back and she's like uh guys the ship's on red alert and Rutherford's like what no like that's no yeah that's not possible and then they go out there and they're all like ah and then they all scatter and you know the uh, Boimler and Mariner run up to the bridge and Mariner's like just fake it it's gonna be fine he's like I'm not gonna fake it and she's like just do it just whatever the captain says agree with her and then they get on the bridge and open up communications with the ship. Or no, she, Mariner agrees with the captain and the captain's like, send them a, what did she say? It was like, send them a. Said, send them a message. Yeah. Which Mariner thought was, you know, phasers, but it wasn't. And then I would have thought it was phasers mad. too. Like you shoot a, a shot over their, their port, the port valve. Mm-hmm. And apparently that is not what she meant. I mean, she was being very, like, cryptic about it. Like, what else do you think it would mean? Yeah, and apparently the negotiations with this group did not go well. They have the map of the neutral zone or whatever. And, you know, they didn't accept it properly. Who knows? And so they get into it with this group and... You know, the Boimler's asked for his advice, and of course he fucks it up because, you know, Boimler can't handle it's, the pressure. It's so clear that he is just, like, not at Mariner's level when it comes to, like, improvising. 
Mm -hmm. and he just like gets stressed out because I mean if a captain asks you for advice I feel like you need to know when to kiss their ass and when to not kiss their ass Mm -hmm. essentially like she said like Mariner did a good job of like I think we should do whatever you want to do or like I think or she didn't say it like that she said I think you know how like you know how to handle it like you can handle it best type thing. Like, she gave her more of a compliment where Boimler was like, maybe you should decide because you're the captain and you... I mean, he didn't say it with, like, a sarcastic tone, but he was kind of more leaving it open-ended rather than giving her a compliment, you know? Yeah, he didn't sound confident, and so she knew he... He didn't... She didn't believe what he was saying because he didn't believe what he was saying. Exactly, yeah. And then they... the. They go from the flashback back to the trial, and the guy's like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, where's the map? And she's like, uh, I work on a starship. We don't have maps. We have stellar cartography. (laughs) And that doesn't go over well, and he lifts her with, you know, a force field or whatever into or above the the vat of eels and is Mm -hmm. about to dunk her in there when the other three are like, hey, no, no, we can tell you what happened. And uh, he's like, you you will remain unyield for now. And she's like, su- ha suck it, eels. I'm surprised it was Boimler who was like, wait, she doesn't know anything. Like, I was there too. We have no idea what's going on. Like, I'm surprised it was him. Well, of all I th- three of them. It shows, the, it shows the progress between the first episode and now where he is, you know, part of the team and he's not looking out just for himself and yeah. he, he cares about them. They all care about each other. I think you get that from this episode. And they, you know, they're all just trying to get through it together. Yeah, definitely. So then we go to Rutherford's version. You want to talk that one through? Uh, Yeah, basically Rutherford, since he has his implant, he got approached by Shax and the other guy whose name I don't remember. Yeah, he's um, like the head of engineering or something. I forgot his name too. Yeah, yeah, but... Mustache guy. Approached, yep, that's, <laughs> that's a very good description. Um, But he gets approached by them and they're like, oh, can you like... Something about Romulan like updates or something and... He was like, oh, yeah, I can update my thing, but I'd rather do it, like, while I'm sleeping because it kind of messes me up. And they're like, no, do it now. Now. Obviously, this is, like, an important, <laughs> yeah, this is, like, an important job that they needed to get done. And so he was like, okay. And then he literally blacks out through the entire day, like, in and out, in and out. So he ends up, like, where does he, he ends up, like, on He's a on- ship. Yeah, first they are, well, first they are going, I think, to a ship, and he's, like, nerve-pinched the Vulcans, which he didn't know he knew how to do, and the Vulcans are all naked, like, they steal their clothes, and then they are on Romulus, I think, and he's wearing the outfit, and Shax is like, distract him, and he does the funniest dance ever, he's like, uh, 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 I think I'm doing it, I'm feeling him, and the guy's like, stop it, you're distracting me! And do, do the correct dance. Meanwhile, Shax is doing his thing, and then he blacks out again, and then he's in space, and he's like, ah! But he, he's standing on something, and he kicks it a few times, and the cloak goes when he's like, ha-ha, Romulan bird of prey! And yep. the mustache guy is in... he His oxygen isn't working or whatever. He has, like, a minute of oxygen left. 
Yeah, and so he drags him back to the ship, but he keeps running into cloaked parts of the ship. Yeah. And you would think that the 60 seconds of air is the, or 60 seconds of oxygen is the time crunch in this case. But no, it's the fact that he has 10 <laughs> seconds before his implant restarts again. So. And, and then like, right, I think, don't, doesn't he get thrown out of one of the ships at some point and he blacks out in the middle of that? And then he I just. Don't- I don't think he got thrown out of a ship, but he, uh... They, like, parachuted out. He fainted onto the controls, which Shax was yelling at him when he brought the guy back. Like, be careful, the controls are set to, um, and then we don't... I mean, he passes is, out. isn't it, like, warp speed or something that... Or oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah know. they go to warp, and that's when he wakes up at the Gorn wedding. He's like, ah, Gorn wedding! And all the Gorns turn around. Like, why is he there? None of the other guys are there. And they attack Uh. him. And he's like, ha-ha, Gorns! And then he passes out. And then he wakes up. And he's still there. He's like, ah, still Gorns! Mm -hmm. And then then he, right before he passes out again, he goes, come on, Gorns! (laughs) Yeah. And then what happens after that? After that, I think he gets interrupted by the guy again. And he's like, what does this have to do with anything? And he's like... I don't know. I wish I knew, too. And then he gets lifted up above the vat. And uh, then I think it is Tendi's turn. And Tendi has been nervous the entire time. Yeah. I thought she, like, really had something to do with, like... I mean, she kind of did. But, like, I thought she, like, completely knew what was going on, you know? Just by Mm -hmm. the way she was acting. But, no, she just got assigned to be the cleaner of the conference room. And there was some sort of... She was super excited about it, too. She was so happy. She's definitely one of those, like, oh, this is my first year at college. Like, I'm going to do everything and anything (laughs) I can. Like, that type of person, you know, to relate it to, you know current times but and i liked when she was relaying her memory of her interaction with beckett in their um their sleeping quarters area she was like she she was like yeah i'm gonna go clean the thing and then mariner was like oh i wish i could clean the conference room i think that's beckett's version of what she thinks mariner would have said or mariner did say it but she said like oh i wish i could clean the conference room but in tendy's mind which is always so like hopeful and like yeah. you know positive i think that's her spin on it because mariner would never say that that's true yeah that's interesting i didn't pick up on that but yeah well i watched it three times because uh, <laughs> you know that's what i'm doing with my time <laughs> well i just watched it today so it's very fresh in my mind Perfect. um but what was i going to say about that uh well you're going to tell us about how she went from being the cleaner to the cleaner. Right. So there was some sort of misunderstanding between um, Ransom and Tendi about who the cleaner is actually supposed to be. I'm assuming there is like a person who got left on the ship who is actually labeled the cleaner and supposed to be like in their crew, which I think would have been funny if they like did a cut back to the ship and have this person like walk into the conference room <laughs> and be like, where is everybody? <laughs> I think that would have been funny, but, um, and very, like, lines up very well with the show itself, but Mm -hmm. basically Tendi was like, oh, yeah, I'm the cleaner, because, you know, she's the cleaner of the conference room, like, what, Mm -hmm. what else is she supposed to think that means, and then she gets reeled into this mission, this top secret mission with all these, like, guys who 
to me seemed like kind of like the A team or something. Yeah, almost like or like almost like ex military, like super like trooped together, like ride or die, very like <laughs> broy at the same time. Dude, type so broy. They yeah. had the tattoo. Oh my like, god! And they were wearing that outfit again from last episode, the unitards. Like that that showed up in like one episode of Star uh, Star Trek TNG, and they're they're rocking it. I like it. It's super funny. Yeah. And so then they go and. They're on their, like, ship or whatever to get to the neutral zone. Um, mm-hmm. So they use the map to get to the neutral zone. And, you know, Tendi keeps trying to tell them, like, I think there's been a misunderstanding. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. But then this other guy who's next to her at the <laughs> controls is like, oh, wait, they're scanning. Everyone be quiet. And then, like, it starts out normal. And then he gradually... Gradually, it just keeps like, they're scanning. No, wait, they're scanning. And it goes faster and faster and faster. It's so annoying. And there's always another ship, too. Every time he says it, there's like one more ship. Yeah. And right at the beginning, too, because they're on the Klingon Bird of Prey, and Rutherford's like, oh, dang, that's the ship. That's my ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Tendi is like trying and trying to tell them, and they're just not, you know, they're not in the space to listen and they're not like I mean it's too late now like what are they yeah, gonna they're do on the mission. Like, they're already gone um and then they get onto this I, is it a Rom it's a Romulan ship right that they're on uh, or no not I, Romulan who is it well they're they're on a Romulan ship I don't remember if the ship they go on to is a Romulan ship but it pro oh you know what it probably is because do you know what the neutral zone is no, I have no idea what the neutral zone is, but I'm assuming it's a place where no one is allowed to fight or do anything, and, like, it's peaceful, and... I, I mean, mean <laughs> it's it's not... Peaceful's the wrong word. It's the zone between the Federation and the Romulans, and it's it's a big part of Deep Space Nine, but, like, there's always problems there, because there's always Romulans doing shit in there, and then sometimes Starfleet has some, like, clandestine stuff going on, too, and they're always patrolling the borders of each side, so the neutral zone comes up a lot, but I, I bet you're right, I bet they're on a Romulan ship, because what other ship would be in the neutral zone? I have no idea, but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Yeah, that makes sense, though. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and they get on the ship, and they, like, grab a guy out of the corridor, and they you just hear the sounds of being beat up, and then you hear Tendi go, sorry! Yeah, and, and then, then they all run out. Yeah, and then the guys are like, man, apologizing to the enemy? Like, you're on some next-level shit! <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, they're like, that's stone cold! Yeah, so I thought that was funny when Tendi was just being herself and still has no idea what is going on. <laughs> like, zero idea. And they give her, like, they gave her, while they were still on the Cerritos, they gave her a, a phaser rifle or... Uh-huh. And so then they go and through this, like, through this door and uh, Ransom's like, cover our six. Like, wait, what? Six what? Like, she has no idea what that means. <laughs> And then they come out running, being phased by, or yeah, phased, right? That's the right word. Well, they're being they're being shot at. Phasers are the the weapons and sort of the thing, but they're just being shot okay, at. Okay, yeah. So they're being shot at by, what is Spock's, um, what is his uh, species? Vulcans. Yes. Right? Weren't they? No, Vulcans? those are. I think they're Romulans. Oh, I thought well, they were okay, Vulcans. So 
Well, real quick, real quick aside, Vulcans and Romulans are a species that diverged at one point where the Vulcans, they don't embrace the, the emotions because they're in their species, they're super heightened. So that's why Vulcans control themselves. Um, Romulans embrace that emotion and have, and they've sort of evolved so it works for them. And so they're, that's why they're a little more, well, they are more volatile. So at one point they were evolutionary. They just decided, at one point they decided they weren't going to do the same thing. Okay. So they probably looked like Vulcans. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Listen, I'm wrong on this podcast all the time. <laughs> so we'll find out. I mean, you're, you're more likely to be right than I am. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. But uh, so, yeah, they run out. And uh, Tendi's supposed to be covering their six, which apparently they thought meant to transport them back to the ship. But Tendi just starts kicking the shit out of these guys. Yeah. Like, apparently she knows amazing Kung- jujitsu, yeah. karate, kung fu, whatever. And it's awesome. She's just like, ah! And she jumps into it. And they're they're watching her like, oh my god, what's she doing? Well, because they were like, use your thing. And she's like, my thing? What's my thing? What's my thing? <laughs> and then they just are all there, and she starts attacking them. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe on Orion they teach martial arts at a young age. That's pretty awesome. Maybe. <laughs> um, Who knew Tendi had it in her? Right? Like, definitely unexpected, given her personality. But also, given the fact that it's, like, a comedy and a cartoon kind of expected, you know? Like, in terms of yeah. storyline. But... I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, and then, oh yeah, and then it cuts back to the guy and he's like, are you telling me you, like, kicked, what did he say? He said something about, like, her doing jujitsu or karate on all these Romulans. And she's like, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like, that is correct. And at the beginning she was like, this is a secret top secret mission and so i'm going to have to omit some things and so the guys had those little black bars over their eyes i thought that was funny well and there was a bit where uh ransom was like we're going to have to attack the rom beep you wins (laughs) that was great i was like wow that's a great omission of uh of what's going on yep good good quality uh secret keeping there good job good job (laughs) And so that guy doesn't believe her, and so she gets hoisted, and then they all get dunked in the eels, and the the fires or whatever are set, and She's like, uh, they're like, oh, I was just going to say that she was like, you're hurting the eels! <laughs> and Mariner's like, doesn't it seem redundant, eels and fire? Yeah, why well, have both, honestly? You know, for funsies. Yeah, but I mean, logic, like, if you're, like... If the eels are right next to the fire, they're going to start boiling, and eels do not survive in boiling water, I'm assuming. Hey, you know what? This guy uh, doesn't seem to have a great game plan in general. He's he's all over the map. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's he's a wild that's card. all I have to say. And that leads us to Boimler, who just sort of jumps in there, and he's like, hey, hey, and then they get pulled out because he's like, that's not what happened. No one knows what's going on. We're lower decks. No one tells us anything. 
Though, you know, that's the commanders. We're down at the bottom. And he's like, you mean to tell me Starfleet officers don't know what's happening at any given time? And he's like, that's what I'm saying. And he's like, that can't be true. And Bormler's like, it is. We don't know anything. And just, you know, then he goes into his whole thing. He goes on his this little rant. And it's like, it's pretty cool coming from Boimler. Like, this guy who you see at the beginning, super nervous in front of the captain, not knowing how to improvise whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, he's just out here defending his friends and defending Starfleet and, you know, defending his commanders. Yeah, I really like that. I like to see Boimler growing up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to talk through the uh, the Boimler bit? Well, I thought you pretty much covered it, right? Or did he go into a flashback, too? I don't... I don't think he did, because his flashback was Mariner's flashback. Yeah. I think at that point, we find out that, you know, because we find out that he was the dude that they were saving, you know, yeah. in, in Tendi's thing, because he was in the coffin or whatever the hell it was, and so then he, he's like, what, this isn't, oh, I know what it is. Boimler's like, oh, well, then why are, why are they on trial? Like, he's trying to find out, right. and he's like, this isn't a trial, this is a celebration. And then all the lights go on, and it's like balloons everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're like, wait, what? no, this is a trial. Look, you, there was a creepy dungeon, and you brought us up through here. What about the eels? And, like, the, I think at the end, Mariner is, like, super upset about the eels. Oh, yeah. She's just like, what? <laughs> um and, and then the guy is, like, trying, he's upset because they've, like, ruined his celebration. And the, the commanders haven't said anything. They're up top. I, I forget the mustache guy says something. He says, it is an honor to be in this beam or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, yeah, then we, we have the guy who walks in and he's like, hey, your 22 minutes are up. And the guy's like, oh, we haven't even gotten to the etching yet. He was very disappointed. <laughs> Poor guy. Then, but you know what? He he was not... He, that was not a good celebration. He did not plan well. No. He needed us. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He needed us to plan that for him and make it go off without a hitch. Yep. That's what we do. That's Ye- what we used to do. Yep. <laughs> um, dang, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's... You know what? Now this is what we do. Yep. This is, this is our new... <laughs> this is our new path. Um, what was I going to say, though? He, oh yeah, he kept blaming Mariner, and Mariner kept blaming him. He was like, you were in my party. You, you, and then she goes, you, something, she says something with the eels. She's like, you did this. You did this. And then <laughs> they just go back and forth, and then Captain just takes Mariner, and she's like, okay, come on, let's go. Like, move it along. And she's like, the eels, why the eels? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then we have the the last bit. They're on the ship, and I forget exactly what they're talking about, but the four of them are, you know, just sort of walking back, and they're tired. And then Q shows up in his big chair thing and is like, Ah, you guys, I'm going to make things crazy for you. And Mariner's like, Get the hell out of here, Q. We don't have time for your bullshit. (laughs) She flips him off in the meantime while they're walking by. Yeah, and she's like, go bother Picard. And he's like, Picard's so boring. He's always quoting Shakespeare and things like that. <laughs> and drinking wine. And, and, and drinking wine and, like, listening to orchestras or whatever. But that was super funny because we had just talked about Q in the last episode. I was telling you about him. Yeah. I, I'm i wondering if we're going to see him in the next two episodes because 
he is generally like a big presence and they got the actor John Delancey to do the voice. Oh, that's cool. So Yeah, and it's such a good character and he's he can do anything, so that would be really exciting. And I I was um watching back me and my roommate watched all of the old episodes the other night cuz we were like, let's see how people have changed and I really saw a big difference in Mariner and Boimler specifically who they were in episode one versus now but I also noticed all of the scenes that we saw in the preview when we did our preview episode we've seen all of them now and there's nothing in there that we we haven't seen in the actual show which means the next two episodes are brand spanking new nothing we've ever seen before wow that's exciting that's really yeah well yeah did they give us a preview I don't remember they did so I have a prediction, because we don't know what it's called yet, but I think it's going to be called um, Vindicta, because basically what happens in the preview is uh, Boimler creates this holodeck program, and he replicates all of the commanders and all of the bridge crew, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going through this simulation, and then Mariner, like, you know, she tinkers with it, and uh, then all of a sudden she's, like, this evil, like, leader of some other... Thing and she's like, oh, yeah. I'm Vindicta. And then Boimler's like, um, you're taking it a little too far. Like, someone's like being a little too serious about this. Like, he says something like that. So, that's gonna be so fun. I love a holodeck episode. I'm excited. I think that one's gonna be interesting for sure. You know, a thing we didn't talk about in the episode, and I can't quite place where it happened when the uh, medical officer, Ta'ana, I think oh, her name yeah. is. She- <laughs> She walks onto the bridge, and it's, the it's like, the wrong bridge, but it seems, like, more like an alternate reality, but I guess it's a different ship. I don't know, but it's all the same people, but they're all different aliens or genders or whatever. Yeah, it's when Boimler's talking about um, how things are always going wrong on the ship, and so then Mm -hmm. it flashes back to her, and she comes in. She's like, Captain, are we on some, like, alternate universe? Everyone's saying they don't know me. And then the captain's like, who are you? And she's like, wait, is this not the Cerritos? And he's like, no, this is the whatever ship it is. And then Wasn't it the Alhambra or yeah, something like I think that? that was, I think that was what it was. And then she's like, oh, they all look the same. <laughs> that was so great. They really do, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah, how that was I ridiculous. it. I'm calling alternate universe on that. That's just too insane. Yeah, but that was funny. Well, now we've got episodes 9 and 10 to look forward to. Only two left. That's, uh... I, I can't believe it's gone so fast, and at the same time, I feel like we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. But what do you think now that we're eight episodes in? You know, I really like this series. I wasn't sure how I would feel about it. I mean... Let me close this real quick. I mean, I, like we've said before, I've only watched the J.J. Abrams movies, um, and I really Mm -hmm. like those. Um, Those are one of the first, like, movies that got me into more, like, action sci-fi stuff, um, which I'm not, like, totally into it, but I, like, am more into it than I was before, obviously. Um, (laughs) But I really like the series in, in, like, as a whole, you know? I think... Obviously, I'm not going to love every single episode, but I didn't dislike any episodes, so that's also a good thing, and I think it does a really good job of taking the cartoon aspect of it and really, like, or the animation aspect, I guess I should say, 
um, and really bringing that to fruition. Yeah, they use it to their advantage. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and I think this is a, a fun way to sort of get into it, because Star Trek can be sort of like this big beast of information, and this has been a fun way to sort of give that to you, I think. Yeah. It, and if you liked it, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, it's definitely better than me trying to start from the beginning with the very original, like the completely original series with um, Shatner and everything. <laughs> like, Yeah, was- honestly... <laughs> That was a big jump for I me. Think, <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to go back and watch that one. That's, that's uh, you know, small bits and pieces there. But I was thinking that maybe when this is over, I know we're going to be doing our Arrow podcast, yeah. and that'll be released bi-weekly. But I'd like to do the occasional, maybe we watch, you know, the... I think the one I want to watch with you is the Star Trek First Contact movie, because in my opinion, that's the best one. Again, people will fight about that, but... <laughs> I think it would make the most sense to you because it's it's in this world in the same time period. So I think that might be fun and we can just fit it in whenever it makes sense. Yeah. Sometime during the holidays when I'm not in school anymore and don't have to worry about midterms and finals. (laughs) You know, that'd be great. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Well, first, we need your ranking. How did you feel about this episode versus all the others? Is it your favorite? You know, this episode, I'm kind of torn on because... I, like, I didn't really like it as much as I thought I would. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, like, there were bits and pieces that I really liked. But then it just kind of didn't, like, it didn't really necessarily pull me any which way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So as a whole, I'm not, like, a huge fan of it, but, like, certain pieces of it, like some of the different flashbacks, getting to know the characters in those ways, I think that was fun. So it's, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it. What about you? You know, I would say I liked it, but I think probably for the same reason as you, it it's not one that's going to be super memorable as a whole. Like, the pieces, like you say, are funny, but... I think we even had a little bit of trouble sort of remembering exactly what was happening because it the story was a little convoluted with the back and forth. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Though. I think it was super fun. I love seeing Tendi kick yeah. ass. And oh my gosh. It, was, it, it just won't be one of those like top tens, but it's still, you know, above like a six, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I completely agree. So, you know, we figure this out as we go. So, um, and if you like the podcast like subscribe we would love a review from you guys follow us on twitter and instagram and facebook we have all of those notes in our show notes and we look forward to talking to you guys about episode nine we will see you next week and uh, have a good day bye Bye.